February 5th. We are back after the All-Star break. we got two NHL games on the schedule here tonight, so we'll break down both of those. Do a quick little recap of what went on over the weekend, including one massive trade for someone here on the show. So we'll get into a little bit of that. But before we do, I want to remind people that today's show, as always, is sponsored by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. And we recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you do so. BetStamp compares uh, lines across every sports book for games, futures, and player props so you can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS, Android, as well as signing up on the web if you prefer to do so there. If you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, you can check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework. That's betstamp.app slash edgework so that you can check out uh, everything that's available there uh, in does help support the show signing up through this link so far in the season as well by the way recapping what went on last week to close out the show to close out last week before we took some time off we are now up to 218 215 and 5 as our record on the year that's 438 bets we have a 6.8 percent roi on the season up 29 units for this year so pretty good stuff from us there uh Half, about halfway through halfway through the NHL season here kick off the rest of the uh, kick off the rest of the season now but uh Alex so money what did you guys make of the all-star weekend here I I didn't watch much um <laughs> I uh, I I read about um about uh, Kucherov's antics there um of course uh Bieber's uh fashion statements um other than that uh, there was not much that I watched this uh on the weekend there Alex, did you watch any of it? No, I think I had more <clears throat> similar weekend to uh, Michael Bublé. I see some uh, highlights uh, of the things that were going on during the weekend, but I certainly did not watch any of the uh, All Star festivities. I was right, more well, fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I I was more interested in uh, Zach's videos he was sending. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking around the uh, All Star festivities is pretty cool. Being here in Toronto, getting to see some of that, there was a bit of a buzz in the city, so that was kind of fun, uh, especially with all the names and celebrities that were out a little bit more uh, accessible than normal as well. So I think people were pretty, pretty excited about that. Uh, ended up at a bar on Saturday night that had um, Tom Wilson, Swayman. Robert Thomas, all those different guys float. Elias Lindholm, so money floating through there. Uh, so kind of just watching some of those guys filter into the bars that you end up at on a weekend regularly was uh, was a cool experience as well. But so money, I did tease it a little bit there before we get into the games today. There was a big trade that took place with the Vancouver Canucks as we were about to head into the weekend. And I don't know if you caught it as well. Uh, Jim Rutherford was on TSN radio here in Toronto and they asked him about the idea of trades coming up to the deadline and he said well there may be one coming here before the trade deadline like why not before the trade deadline why not sooner than that and then about a couple hours later they pull the trigger make the trade for Elias at Lindholm what are your thoughts on that so many especially being uh being Vancouver Canucks our local Vancouver fan resident insane person what are your thoughts on uh, acquiring Elias Lindholm? I, I I love Jim Rutherford. I mean, like what a what a stud, right? To just uh, to just tease it like that, get off the phone, and then and then uh, and then and then pull off the deal. Like he knew it was coming, right? Like yeah. Even even when they were in that morning, they were announcing um um their uh their contract extensions. 
right? They're sitting there in the press conference knowing that something is coming down the pipe. And I mean, just keep a straight face, just like, oh, I I, I absolutely love these guys, right? Like it's it's so it's it's so refreshing, such a breath of fresh air to be to be run by people that actually know what they're doing, hockey people, right? Um <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Like there's um there's two elements to 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 the Lindholm trade, right? Like before we get into the on ice specifics and like the and like the implications of that, just just from a general sense, going going into the into like last couple of weeks, right? There's there's been two two clear needs that this Canucks team needed. They needed a top six forward, ideally someone who can play two positions, and they need another right-handed defenseman Chris Tanev fits the bill but um but these two needs were clearly identified anybody who's watching this team even casually um you can you can see that and like it's it it was impacting the minutes allocation of the other guys in that top 6 and now you're forced to play Kuzmenko more minutes than you probably want to right so the need was identified. They go in. They pull off the trade. Yeah, they probably gave up too much, but but who cares, right? Like it was, it was a need on a team that's going for it. So now, it's it's more impressive because I don't think that this would have happened in this way in the Jim Benning era, right? Like he probably right. would have waited until the day after the deadline to figure out that he just missed the trade deadline or something right like like that's the, the that's the way that we would have gone right so now you now you look at on ice right you have a guy who you can slot in in the top 6 someone who does give you center ice minutes and can also play in the wing so now if you're in a situation where um you you have a lot of options you're in a playoff situation where things just aren't going right for you 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 need that push you can stack up the lotto line and you're fine to do that because now you don't have to worry about, about the drop-off on defense from specifically Kuzmenko playing on the second line, right? Like you can, you're okay to stack the lotto line. That was the big problem right now because if you're stacking the top line, now you're now you're relying on Kuzmenko's minutes. And that was becoming yeah. a problem because he wasn't he wasn't in tune with what Rick Tockett was asking, right? It's tough. I like the kid, but he just wasn't a fit here anymore. And I I believe he will take off in Calgary. I think that's going to be a better situation for him. Um, where on 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 a team that's not necessarily going for it, right? Well, they're not going for it, but on a team that's not that's that's nowhere near what's going to be demanded of him, right? Then than like what it was in Vancouver. Now, now with with the Lindholm trade too, right? If you're playing a team that um, is really deep down the middle, for example, and you really want to get crazy, right? You can have you you can theoretically have the Canucks go three deep at center like that, right? With uh, and and who 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 else would 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 have a top three at center right now? Right with with the options that that uh, Lindholm gives them. Right, if you have like a winger who's like going, you want to get the winger more minutes. You need a more like defensive structure and like a in like a tight playoff game. You'll go three three deep down the middle, right? So it's options. You have so many options. It's yes, he struggled this season, but just like Kuzmenko, maybe it just wasn't the right fit. And sometimes you can only look at players 
like the like the overall stats like so much, right? Like it's about yeah. the and like he's the perfect kind of two-way center who will be with people that can drive play for him. And he's responsible defensively, which fits perfectly with what the Canucks are looking for, with what Tockett needs right now. So I so I kind of like the deal. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Kind of like the deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it's a good trade. I was uh, disappointed to see that from a Toronto standpoint of watching these players filter through to Vancouver of guys that you could he- continue to hear like, oh, this would be a guy that might be a fit here. Maybe not necessarily connected to the team, but as even you talked about Chris Tanev uh, out there in Vancouver kind of making his way back there, if that were to be the case, that's a guy that here in Toronto you'd be sitting going, that's the type of player you're looking for. That's the type of player you're trying to add. And if it's yet again to the Vancouver Canucks, it's going to be just another dagger to Leafs fans watching these trades go down. But it is and, what it is. And like the thing is, they, like both Tanev and the Canucks, they both want to get back together, right? Like, like yeah, right. They they do. It's just that there's certain circumstances, especially with what the Flames are looking for, that is preventing pre- preventing us from getting together again. Romeo and Juliet out there, you guys, yeah. you Western teams. He's, 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 he's eventually going to come back home, whether it's going to be by trade or or or, yeah. or as a free agent. Like it's it, it, it's going to happen. It's just I I I, I just wish it happens for uh, for uh, for the playoff run. All right, well, let's get into tonight's games. We do have two of them ahead of us on the schedule here, so we'll give out our best bets. If you guys do have questions throughout the uh, throughout the coverage, make sure to ask them in the chat there. As well, if you haven't already, please hit that like button here on the stream. We're trying to get those numbers up, get to 5,000 subscribers. That's the next goal here. So if you're watching and you haven't already, hit that like button, subscribe here to the channel, and we'll continue to push things up. We do have a lot of stuff coming up here, including more videos, breakdowns, reactions, as well as on top of that, uh, live watch along as be starting up soon so you're not going to want to miss any of that you want to be subscribed here to the channel now let's get underway with uh, tonight's games the first and foremost we're going to start here in toronto where the leafs are taking on the islanders you got the leafs right now minus 155 the islanders plus 145 and a total currently sitting at six and a half alex how is it that you're approaching this game tonight well there's really one way i'm looking at this and it's going to be betting on the regulation draw and it, with these two teams, it makes total sense. They, they were number one and number two in the league uh, during the first half run. Leafs had 19 games go past the regulation. Isles had 17 games go past regulation. You look at the last two meetings the, this season, 4-3 Islanders wins in overtime. Both games, of course, took place with the Islanders at home. So now Toronto gets uh, to host in this uh, you know spot. But I still think it could be a close game. He said we had four guys for the Leafs that were there, you know, taking part in the festivities. You know, Zach, you mentioned that, you know, the town was kind of buzzing a little bit. Now, the, you know, we got to sweep up all the confetti and things kind of settle down a little bit. And here we are back to the regular season with a Monday night home game. Uh, we know how the Leafs can do in, in these spots sometimes. So I think they're going to keep this one kind of close. I can see a lot of games being close early as teams kind of get back into the swing of things. You got some teams that won't even get back to playing until later on in the week. So it's something to really kind of keep an eye on. Just like we saw teams having, you know, four or five days before they went into the break and see how some of these teams respond out of the break, especially teams who had guys participating all weekend during the All-Star game. All right. Well, plus 350 on the regulation draw there. Alex, uh, you want to go half unit, full unit on this one? That's a full unit play for me. All right, so full unit there. First play of the day, lock-in, plus 350 regulation draw here between the Islanders and the Leafs. And so, Money, you had another look at this game as well. Yeah, I hope that we are 
we are scoreless going 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 into overtime. Um, I am I am on the on on the under here uh, plus money. We're getting plus money. A um, couple of things. Samsonov is going to start. So um, the edge I have here, well perceived edge, is that I do believe that Samsonov is slowly starting to get better, right? And that's that's what I'm going to be betting on. Um, of course, he he went in the tank. Um, we all know about that. Zach knows about that very well. Um, mm. And you look at the juiced six and a half right now. That is assuming that Samsonov is still in the tank. And I believe that he is slowly working his way out of that. So if that is true, um, which I believe it to be, um, based on where I see his numbers trending, that is where I have the edge on this total. The Leafs, um, we know they can they can they can put up goals, right? Like obviously. Um, but when I look at the Islanders, they're a team that since since the coaching change, um, they have tightened it up defensively. They're not the same Islanders team that we were consistently betting overs on earlier in the season and and really up to up up to the coaching change, right? So this is a team that does want to tighten it up. They're trying to. And I think that for the most part, um, we're seeing it translate into, into my game scores as well, where I am seeing what should be lower scoring Islanders games. Um, so for that's that's where I have the edge here. We are getting um, the over did take money, which has created a nice plus money situation for us across the board. So I do have the under six and a half at um, and we're gonna get plus money on it and good plus money. So so let's uh so let's go for that. Under six and a half plus one oh one there will lock in as well. And the plus money is widely available. So no matter where you're at, you should be able to get access to that. And if you don't have a sports book that you can bet plus money at Go head on over to betsamp.app slash hedgework. Sign up for that sports book using that link. It helps support us on the show here, but then it also help get you some plus money on this under six and a half because we're going to go zero zero into overtime and cash both sides of this here tonight to start off. Coming out of the all-star break, but another game here that we'll get to tonight as well. The New York Rangers hosting the Colorado Avalanche tonight. The Rangers minus 107, the Avs minus 103 right now shop around and can find some different prices but it's pretty, those are best in market right now and a total of six and a half alex what are your thoughts on this game side total just overall uh predictions preview of this one yeah this is this should be a fun game these are two teams that obviously are going to come into the break and they're teams that i like i'm looking to kind of buy on heading into the break i think we're going to see a, a lot of good momentum from these clubs especially colorado being on the, on the road to start i think it's four or five game road trip that they're, that they're starting on right now. So, you know, that helps some of these teams kind of get right back into the business mindset of things. I mean, we talk about that sometimes being away from home uh, can be a blessing for certain clubs. And I think for Colorado, maybe starting on the road, getting things a little bit more in focus, that could be a, a good spot for them. The Rangers, on the other hand, like I said, you know, you got to take care of business at home especially against top-tier teams, and I think you have to do that by establishing the pace and tempo early. So I like the first-period puck line with the New York Rangers. Uh, you can get that. I saw that around plus 175 at Caesars. So laying that half a goal with the Rangers in the first period, I think they can come out and uh, end in that first 20 minutes with the lead. So that's uh, the spot I'm looking at there, plus uh, uh, minus a half, rather, with the Rangers in the first period. That's a half-year right. play for me. 
Okay, half unit plus 190 on the Rangers. First period puck line, we'll lock that in. Uh, again, we will recap all the picks at the very end, so don't worry about that. And as well, I do see a question there from uh, Poe DJ and Stoner saying, did I miss the hot chip challenge? No, that's coming February 15th. First live watch along here on this channel, we will be doing that then. So don't worry, you did not miss anything. But it's a good reminder, if you're not subscribed and you haven't turned on notifications yet, do so so that you don't miss anything on this channel. But so money, continuing on here, uh, this Rangers-Avs game, uh, what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on where the line's currently sitting at? Sorry, guys, one second. Um, yeah, so Jonathan oh, Quick is the, is the first goalie off the ice here. Um He's going to get the start, which is a little surprising. So I do need to update the numbers here. Okay, so where I had this game with with um, with Shesterkin, um, it's going to be drastically different now. So, And we should see Colorado money coming into the market here momentarily um, as this news filters in. So, yeah, so it's we're live, and Jonathan Quick is um, – is going to be starting in goal. So uh, we need to make adjustments on the fly here. Um, where I see this game, um, I, I had notes on on Igor Shesterkin. Um, I agree with Alex. Um, I do want to bet both on the... I, I do want to bet on both of these teams. The problem is there's Igor Shesterkin, who I was anticipating at this point in the season, would be able to turn it around. We're just not seeing that. Um, even even going into the All Star break, a few games uh, before that, his his game scores continue to be, uh, to to be poor, and he still he still continues to be trending trending poorly as well. So that has been a concern. I was going to lay off this game, but when you compare Shesterkin and Jonathan Quick this year. Um, Quick has been better, right? So, um, but Shesterkin still demands the market respect, right? So, um, I'm waiting right now at this point to see where this line is going because it is going to create value on the Rangers for me. Um, it's just a matter of it's not the right time to enter the market, right? So, once I'm, I don't know why it hasn't moved yet, but assuming that Colorado does start taking some money here. Um, I would like to be on the Rangers. Um, I believe that we should be able to get plus money on them. Again, we're live, and I don't know why it's not happening yet. But um, yeah. if we do get plus money on the Rangers, um, that is where I'm going to want to be. So I'm trying to extend this as long as I can. Right? Maybe I'll start Some talking. Some things very... move quicker than others. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll start talking very, very slowly here because well, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for some money to come in. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be on the Rangers if I can get plus money on it. Well, you know what? While we do this, while we try to get see if there's any money that comes in, I have one other thing to ask you guys. Not necessarily about the games tonight, but there was another announcement here uh, over the over the past weekend coming from the NHL, the NHLPA, and that is the return of international hockey. So first and foremost, we're going to get the Four Nations Cup coming up in 2025. That's going to involve Canada, U.S., uh, Sweden, and Finland, and then the return to the Olympics in 2026. 
that's pretty, I think that was pretty exciting to see. First and foremost, though, I want to hear your thoughts on the Four Nations Cup and the return of that, because I know it was kind of in a different format when they had done it before, but uh, so money, just thinking about like the, the idea of having Sweden, Finland, Canada, and the U.S., uh, in a sense, best on best, obviously excluding some of the countries, but how exciting is it to see that return? Oh, you so money <laughs> or no mic or something. Something's gone wrong. Too excited waiting for uh, <laughs> too excited waiting for the money. There you go. Yeah. Before I give my thoughts, I um I'm actually interested in what Alex thinks about about um about these countries playing each other. Alex, why don't you take it here? Yeah, this will probably give me some time to to, to buy a little bit here. I'm you know. I have a different opinion about international hockey. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I understand the, the want for players to want to be in the Olympics right now. This is something that obviously the Olympics spans the entire world. And, and obviously we saw, you know, players throughout our, you know, growing up, in, at least for me in the nineties and, and a lot of these players now they're you know younger players. So they saw, you know, guys who were in the league in the late nineties and two thousands playing, uh, in the Olympics. And for those who were, you know, overseas, that was their real taste of seeing some of those celebrities kind of a bit closer up. And so they want to be able to represent their country. They play for their country every time they're, you know, on the ice, of course. And the, that's why you have these global games and the different setups, but they want to be able to win gold and silver and bronze for their nations respectively. And I understand that, but when you throw in something now like this four nations thing, which I think is a, it's an interesting detour from the regular all-star events. But at the same time, we're talking about now you're adding two or three extra games for these certain players in the middle of a season. Do you really want them playing balls out? If you're a team like the Leafs and you got five guys playing in this tournament amongst these four countries and you're, you know, top of the league right now, you're on a run like, say, like Boston was last year. Do you really want them playing in, in, in an international competition? All of a sudden, Matthews gets hurt or, or, or Nylander gets hurt and you miss them. And now a team that might have won a Stanley Cup or at least gotten to a conference final, all of a sudden, oh, now they're a team that looks like they might just exit in the first or second round. So I'm always cautious, you know, as a Hawks fan who watched half of the team go to the Olympics in, in 2010, I was always cautious of Let's keep everybody healthy and everybody safe. And I get that, you know, guys don't want to dog it when they're going over there or playing in a competition like this. Like you mentioned with the whole Nikita Kucherov thing in the All-Star game. You want guys to play with some incentive. But at the same time, it's like at what cost or risk it is to the to the club that they're on. So, you know, I know people love it. The fans love it. I'm just a, I'm, I'm on the outside of this and I'm fine with that. But, uh, you know. If, if everybody can just kind of stay healthy, they, I know they talked about that even in the press conference with Bettman asking about uh, some of the things with, you know, who would be covering the insurance, that the IIHF would cover any insurance fees and different things of that nature. So they seem to have all that squared away. Just, you know, hope everyone has fun and, and, and stays safe with some of these tournaments. That's all. Yeah, no, the injury aspect, I definitely do agree with. And the timing of the tournament is uh, interesting as well. But I think like the buzz that was generated by the World Baseball Classic, I think it's almost like hard to say that it's not good for necessarily sport. Now, in that case, I think the timing of it is a little bit better because it leads into it. Plus, on top of that, you're not looking at a full contact sport that's being taken place where you have to go balls to the wall physically uh to kind of try to win whatever it is whatever is going to happen if you can throw the four nations cup at the beginning of the season like how i think that they did yeah. um world cup of hockey yeah world cup of hockey mm -hmm. thank you yeah. that would be a better way to go about it the mid-season stuff i think is pretty tough to tough sell i think that's part of the problem with the olympics in years past but 
I don't know. I'm happy to, I am happy to see his return, but that is very, very valid point. The injuries, especially when you have these like contending teams, like if you're on a team where you're not going to make the playoffs, you know, it going to the Olympics is probably not a big deal. You're probably more excited because you're going to play at a higher level than you've been playing for the entire season. But outside of that, it's a, I, I can understand the argument against it for sure. For sure there. Yeah, the the reason I actually wanted Alex to uh, take it first is because I know how he feels about this, and I want and and I just wanted to tee it up for a uh, for, a, for a Alex B Smith rant here. Um, yeah, I I I like it. Um, I think that it's I think it's interesting that um, there's such a well, it's it's not surprising about there being a dichotomy between um, b- between the fans whose teams are kind of competitive. And fans whose teams are not, um, and then and then you have the you, you have the injury concerns, right? So like for example, the Canucks, um, half their half, half their team is going to be going right, like across 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 the countries, right? So um, it's a it it is a concern from a from from a fan perspective, um, similar to the World Juniors. Um, I do have a lot of nostalgia there as well. Right, like um, growing up watching, um, watching a lot of this stuff, and of course, it does hit closer to home with um, with the 2010 Olympics um, here, um, which was just outstanding. Right, so um, and that's and and that's a lifelong memory that I have, um, which was firsthand, and that's always going to stay with me. So I do have that. I do have that nostalgia. So so there's that part of it. But what's more important to me is that this is what the players want, right? Like, they're not being forced to go. This is what they've been pushing for. This is what they've been trying to negotiate for. So as long as the players want it, I'm okay with it. Even if there's going to be injury concerns, like, I mean, you can't you can't control that. That, that could happen anytime, right? So it's not mm-hmm. something that I'm going to be focused on as long as this is what the players want. And as long as they want it, then I'll be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, and it does seem like they want it. They, you, can, you kept hearing uh, them in the interviews and stuff all weekend after the fact that it was announced talking about like getting back to best on best hockey is something that they've been looking for. And you, you get the world championships and stuff that they get to go over to at the end of the season but again that's not it's nhl players going over there and wearing jerseys for canada sweden finland whatever but it's not best on best it's not getting to see Connor mcdavid bedard mckinnon crosby just from even a canadian perspective wear the same jersey on the same team like that's something that's going to be pretty cool as well from both standpoints whether you're in canada or the u.s watching these teams be put together it's going to be exciting to see those players uh, go toe to toe also alongside some of the best players in the world and when we look back at NHL history, too, you know, we, we talk about, of course, we said the Olympics, but you know, think about like the Canada Cups and the different you know things throughout the 70s and 80s. Those are some memorable moments for a lot of those legendary players as well. So there will be a gap when we start talking about guys going to the Hall of Fame now, guys who you know, they don't have the Olympic gold or the international uh, titles that we've seen from a lot of other players over the years. And they would want that on their resume. So I, I've, I've, I've softened my stance in the sense of knowing that this is something really that the players want. This isn't something that the league's trying to just force down our throats necessarily, that this is something that the players have really kind of called upon in, in the last few years. And so, you know, we got to give the players what they want. 
uh, they're the ones giving us all of the action and entertainment. So, so we have to give some compromise in that aspect. Also, Jeremy saying their big middle finger to Rush and not having them. I believe that that's not a. Uh, I believe that that was a exterior yeah, non hockey related decision. Some, some so. logistics, some logistics yeah. there that might keep them out of that tournament or a couple of tournaments. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can so make it the geopolitical uh, show too, right? Like, <laughs> should we go there? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm not touching any of that. I I acknowledge what's going on, acknowledge why, and move on. Keep keep it moving. So money. Did you? Uh, <laughs> did you? Uh, did we get enough time here? I was trying to refresh in the background. Did we get enough time? Has no, anything happened here? Okay, no, not going to no. come into range. All right. Well, to re we'll recap our picks for today. Then reminder: we we will be back every day, Monday through Friday, through the remainder of the uh, through the remainder of the week, uh, moving forward all the way through to the end of the season. So uh, make sure to subscribe here to the channel. Follow us on Twitter at EdgeworkHQ for any show updates or anything like that. But looking at today's picks and what we've got, uh, <laughs> what we've got lined up here, um, three bets for tonight. First, we're going to look at the Islanders Leafs game. We're going to take the under six and a half plus 101 full unit there. Uh, the Islanders Leafs regulation time draw plus 350. Again, shop around. We're tracking these at verified prices that you can find via bet stamp. There are obviously some better ones out there, uh, but make sure to uh to check around and use betsamp.app slash edgework to sign up and bet at those places. But we're taking regulation time draw plus 350 full unit there as well. Final play of the night. We're going to take the Rangers first period spread minus 0 0.5 plus 190. And that is for a half unit there. That is all of our bets for tonight. We do appreciate everyone who tuned in here. Hopefully everyone had a safe and fun all-star weekend. Enjoyed the time off a little bit, but it's going to be good to get back into it and see the uh, the pace and the intensity pick up here as we head into trade deadline and then at post-trade deadline as we gear up for the playoffs. You'll see it not only on the ice, but you'll see it here on the show too. Looking to continue on what we've done through the first half of the season, 438 bets and a 6.8% ROI up 29 units on the year so far. Thanks to everyone who tuned in here today. Alex, so money. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this. As always, greatly appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you throughout the remainder of the week. For everyone else, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck on your bets. <laughs>